Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 112 of the podcast that was originally recorded on April 20th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week. Played some more Baseball Highlights 2045, both physical and digital versions of the game. Played a little Millennium Blades. Wow. Wow, what a game. Crazy. Played some more Seven Days to Die and died a couple of times. Got into a little bit more Witcher 3 and then topped off the week with a little Elder Sign Omens on my tablet. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 112 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send us some emails and let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations on our board game Geek Guild, which is What I'm Playing Now. Our guild number is 2440. On Twitter, you can follow us at What I'm Playing Now. Our Facebook page is to search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. All right, let's jump into some of the games I played for this past week. Last Wednesday, I made it down to my game store, and I had mentioned that we were going to be starting up a Baseball Highlights 2045 Summer League. So I played in basically one of the first preseason days for that. I didn't make it down this week, so I could actually record the podcast this week because I didn't get a chance to do it last night. So probably I will be recording, like I said last week, the podcast on Tuesdays as Wednesdays will be Baseball Highlights 2045 night. So we actually got in a couple of games of that. There were a couple of people who had not played the game before. Um, I had only played the game once myself, so I'm still picking up some of the rules and just making sure I know everything. And we're making sure everybody pretty much knows how the game how the game is going to be played. I'm not really too sure how we're going to actually do the full season or how we're, or how we're going to do the season. I'm not too sure how many people are going to be down there right now playing. I believe we have about possibly five or six of us so far, and I believe there were a couple more people who were interested in playing. I didn't have that bad of a night actually playing. The first series I won, it was it was a pretty good series, and then the second series, I played against Eric, the one guy who actually taught me how to play the week before. We had a very good series going on. We played in our best of three. I had actually won that, but then we went to the World Series, the best of seven. He kind of eked out a win right at the end. Game seven, it came down to the final card. He scored one run and beat me by that, so there wasn't much I can do. Great games that we had. I think this season for this should be extremely interesting. A lot of fun to play. Can't wait to get into this game a lot more. I've only, Like I said, I've only basically played it pretty much three times now besides all of the times I played it on my tablet, and I did play it uh, several times this week on, on my tablet that I have here. So Baseball Highlights 2045 is actually seeing a lot of play for me. My wife actually is now interested in learning how to play the app, so hopefully once I can get her hooked on the app, I'll be picking up probably maybe the deluxe set here shortly, and we'll actually be able to get a couple of games of the actual card game in here at home. And then Thursday, I actually didn't make it down for my normal board game night. There's been a lot going on this past week, so board gaming for me was kind of almost non-existent until Monday rolled around when I went down there and was able to get in a game of Millennium Blades. Wow. So Millennium Blades finally shipped from level 99, got that, I believe, last Thursday, Opened up the box, started reading the rules, started sorting through some of the money. Well, I did most of the money, I think, putting it together this weekend. And that took quite a while, actually, sorting through all of that money and then getting all that put together into stacks of 10, which was quite an interesting thing. I do say I, I'm normally not a huge fan of 
paper money, but I will say the way they have you wrap this money and use the stacks as kind of like individual dollar amounts is kind of neat, interesting, unique, and just a lot of fun throwing that money around. It's during the game when you're buying stuff, you're pretty much throwing it into a pile and really not even keeping it stacked anymore because people are just trying to trade so furiously and buy from the store so quickly. You're pretty much just throwing your money out there and then just taking your cards and trying to just build your decks. But I'm not going to go into too much on Millennium Blades as far as how the game's played. I want to get a maybe a couple more plays under my belt before I actually go into a rundown of the rules like I normally do. But I will say that my first assessment of of this game is that this game is probably going to be seeing a lot of play for us. There were a lot of people down at the store who actually liked the game. I think there were only three of us who were actually playing it on Monday when we were down there. As it seemed like our Monday night crowd actually was a little bit smaller than it was the past couple of Mondays I've been down there. So I can't wait to get this one to the table again. Actually, maybe get in a game of a full game of like five players with Millennium Blades. I think the biggest hurdle that we had, because it seemed like we weren't really doing a lot of trading during our first game. And there were a couple of us who were asking for different cards. But I know when somebody asked for a card, I was almost a little hesitant to possibly trade with them, mainly because I knew they were probably trying to put together something for their collection. And unless I could get something really good back in trade to possibly better my collection, it's it's going to be a little tricky, I think. I think I'm going to have to be a little less shy when it comes to some of the trading. We were selling cards like crazy. Several of us turned in nice cards, nice sets of cards for not only the collections, but for also fusing the cards together and actually getting some of the better cards that were down there. Although the couple of times I think I was able to do that, the cards that I got really didn't go into my deck, really didn't fit into the meta was a little disappointed at that and I really didn't want to sell any of those cards either considering I figured they were rather good cards and I kind of didn't want anybody else to get their hands on them but I guess for the price it was probably would have been better for me to sell them rather than to just keep them in my binder but there's just so much basically meta just going on into this game which is where you're it's simulating basically being and playing as a collectible card game player which is just completely crazy and I, like I said before, I think the biggest hurdle for us was just learning the cards right now. There are just so many cards to learn in the set, trying to figure out which ones are good and which ones aren't. I actually started out with a starter deck. I believe I started out with a red starter deck, and it was actually very powerful. I was actually lucky enough to win the game by about four or five points, I think, in the end is by what I won by total victory points. So it was actually very close. We were all We were all very close within 10 points of each other. And so that really surprised me that we were all able to stay so close together. But it, so it, to me, it seemed, basically seems then that the decks are fairly well balanced. I know at towards the end of the last round of the tournament we were playing in, I still had several of my starter cards in my hand from that starter deck because there were just some good cards that were just scoring me so many rank points while I was playing them. I really didn't want to get rid of them because I, no matter what cards I purchased, I just wasn't getting the cards to to better there I, I traded out maybe about half of the cards throughout the course of the couple of rounds only so i think just as we play the game more learn more of the cards actually get better with the cards that were that were drawing and then rebuilding the decks it's it's a really interesting and fun game if you haven't seen millennium blades definitely check that one out i can say that i will probably be talking about this one for some podcasts to come so like I said, this week was rather light on board games. So I'm going to jump over to a couple of video games that I was playing. I spent some time, 
I believe on Saturday after I kind of reorganized my shelving unit up here that I have in my game room and pretty much reorganized and cleaned my game room up, reorganized all my games, got several more games to fit on the shelves that wouldn't fit before. I actually pulled Dice Masters kind of off the shelf and have them sitting kind of off to the side now since I really don't play them anymore. I figured let me just kind of set those off to the side of the shelf as they really don't need a spot on the actual shelving unit anymore. But I did spend some time with Seven Days to Die. I actually, I think I'm in my mid-40s for levels now. I think last week I was only in my 30s. I believe I hit day 14 on Saturday evening and or Saturday afternoon, I think it was. And wow, what a day 14 it was. So I believe, like I mentioned before in playing this game, Seven Days to Die basically is a zombie survival game. It's a crafting game as well. And every seven days, you normally get a large horde of zombies coming at you. So you pretty much try to just get ready for that seventh day and just try to prepare for the onslaught of zombies. But I seem to be hit mid-afternoon in the game on the 14th day with a huge wandering horde of zombies that pretty much destroyed about a quarter of my base. Once I got them under control and most of them finished, nighttime hit and another huge horde of zombies hit. So I guess I was just lucky in that I just got kind of the double whammy on that day. I had a very, very nice vault door on my building, and it, they destroyed it. And I think it, the, I don't think the first round destroyed it, but the second round did. I just was having a heck of a time. I actually died a couple of times because they actually came down into my bunker. And it was just one of the craziest times in games that I've had in quite a while, where I was just trying to just trying to juggle everything. I was able to survive it finally after just about, I think it was about two deaths is what I had. So I really didn't take too much of a hit to my health and stamina. But wow, did they just destroy. Once that second horde hit at night, I believe one whole side wall of my compound was just destroyed. I don't even know how many wood spikes they went through and destroyed, but I tried to basically build everything up the following day. Luckily, I had several rows of trees that I had planted a long time ago that were all had grown out and topped to basically um, the maximum that they're able to contain is a thousand. So I chopped all of those down really quick. I have thousands of pieces of wood now down in my house and I just need to basically build more spikes and I think I need to build the walls higher and I'm actually starting to make concrete and brick now. So I may start swapping out some of the inner wall to be maybe more brick now oriented because it just seems like once they got onto the spikes, the spikes just weren't killing them enough. I don't know if I need to basically top the spikes off with the iron. I, I probably just need to go collect more stone and do some stuff there. But it was just a crazy, probably for about a good hour in real time, maybe a little bit more. It took me to just go through that whole horde, try to get everything put back into place. And it was just a crazy couple of hours in the game. Probably some of the best times I've had in a video game in a while. And I wish I could actually get... I'm actually thinking about starting maybe some sort of server online and seeing if I can get a couple of friends playing this with me because I would really like to get into the multiplayer component just a little bit more than what I have been because right now I really haven't been doing any multiplayer. So that's something that I'd kind of like to do. And then on Sunday, I think I was sitting around and I actually loaded up some Witcher 3. Not too sure why I did that. I haven't played Witcher 3 in a couple of weeks, but I just really felt in the mood to kind of get back into this one. And I actually ended up playing the game for a couple hours and knocking out a couple more quest lines and saw some extremely good cutscenes in that game. And that just makes me want to play The Witcher 3 just that much more and not even play anything else. 
So I have a feeling maybe after I get done with the podcast tonight in Witcher 3, maybe what I am jumping back into here this evening because it was I just got to a really good part of the storyline and I just wanted to continue playing it and I haven't had a chance to play it the past couple of nights. So Witcher 3 is back onto my playlist and I can't wait to play that as well some more. And then on the tablet, like I said, I mentioned I was playing a little Baseball Highlights 2045, but then I went through and looked at some of the games that I had purchased from the Amazon App Store. I had basically gotten a lot of free games from their free app of the day for the past several years. So I started going through the list of games that I had on my on my Amazon App Store, and I saw that Elder Sign Omens was one of the ones, and I, that definitely wasn't a free one. That was one that I actually purchased with my own money. Elder Sign Omens was one that I had, and I had played that a lot on my phone a long time ago, and I haven't played it recently. I will say playing it on the tablet is so much nicer with the screen being just a little bit bigger, probably about double the size of my phone. It was just so much easier to read everything and see everything and just kind of manipulate the dice and have a good time with that one. I was actually getting back into Elder Elder Sign Omens. I tried to play through a whole game of that one before all of my companions died horribly in that one, and I failed my missions miserably, which seems to be pretty much standard for that game. I am not sure if I have ever actually won at that game. I have basically completed some different missions in the game and was able to complete several several in this one. But once it came down to it, all of my companions that I had picked just ended up dying horribly. There isn't really a lot you can do with that one. It's basically just the luck of the dice, and the dice just never seem to be with me in that game. So I'm definitely going to be playing that one again. I like that one. I want to show that one to my wife because I know she's been looking for a few different games to play on her tablet, and she's been playing um, Splendor and patchwork still so i'm trying to maybe expand her gaming on the tablet just a little bit to a few other board games so this way maybe if she i ever pick up a couple of these games she'll already know how to play them so that is pretty much about it for my gaming this past week it really wasn't a lot as the weather was kind of nice around here this past week so during the weekend i actually was outside doing a lot of work either in the yard or actually, like I said, the one day I was pretty much reorganizing, cleaning my computer room and game room and just reorganizing a lot of the board games up here and everything. So that kind of took up a lot of time that I really wasn't planning on spending as I really wanted to go down to the board game store on Saturday too. But once I started reorganizing all my board games, that just pretty much became a whole day ordeal. So sometimes that happens. But this week, I've already been down there. I played Millennium Blades once. And I will be heading down there tomorrow for board game night. And then I will be going down Sunday for Pathfinder Adventure card game. We're going to be getting in a couple of scenarios there. So next week, I should have quite a few more things to talk to. And one of the games we may play actually tomorrow is a little game called Nippon. So I believe they played that last week. It sounds like that game was a good, really good game. Everybody enjoyed it. So it sounds like that may be hitting the table again this week, which I'm kind of excited about, is I have never played that one yet. So those are the games I played for the week. Let's talk about a few of the things I want to play. On I almost said on Steam right now, and it's not Steam. It's Steamforged Games on Kickstarter right now. Steamforged Games has Dark Souls, the board game, on Kickstarter right now. And wow, it was funded, I think, in a couple hours. It, it's just pretty much blown up. It, I believe it's become one of the most popular games that's out right now on Kickstarter as far as board games go. There, I, th- I have a feeling this one is going to do quite well. I was watching a couple of videos on some of the gameplay and was really interested in how they're actually going to simulate some of the boss fights, especially being on a board game when the video game is just kind of so visceral and just so much... So much has to do with timing, so much has to do with patience, 
and not basically throwing your controller against the wall, which you want to do when you come across a boss fight. But it was really interesting. It's It appears that each boss is going to have a deck of, I believe, around 10 cards. And what you're going to do is you're going to choose five of those cards, shuffle those cards up, set them there, and that's going to be the actual movement from the boss. I believe when the boss gets to 50% health, there is another card that will be set off to the side that will then be added into the set that will then change around his movement a little bit. But it's really interesting in that your stamina and your health are pretty much all tied together. So with each action you do, you're going to be basically crossing off a little piece of your stamina and using up some of your stamina. But then as you take damage, you're going to be coming at your stamina from the other direction on the card and filling in dots that way. And if the two ever meet, you're basically dead. And it, everything's going to be reliant upon die rolls. And I was talking to a couple of people about this at work today about this. And I said that that's, I can see that how some people may not like the randomness of the dice. But sometimes when you're playing a Dark Souls game, sometimes that almost seems like getting that hit in or doing the maneuvers that you want, sometimes are almost, almost it seems that are possibly, you know, reliant upon die rolls within the game itself, even though they're not. It's, I have a feeling that this is probably one of the best ways they could have done this. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Dark Souls is. And they're doing, Steamforge Games is doing something really interesting with the Kickstarter that I don't think I've ever actually seen before. They're actually making some, I don't want to say exclusives because it doesn't seem like anything is actually going to be exclusive per se, but they're actually making some of the miniatures only available for you to purchase in retail stores or online stores at a later time. It doesn't sound like you're actually going to be order. It doesn't sound like you're going to actually be, be able to order everything that's going to be available within the Kickstarter from the actual Kickstarter, which is kind of interesting. I think it's kind of cool that they're actually giving some of the actual retail stores some kind of exclusives for some of the miniatures. But I will say the price of everything does seem a little on the high side. I mean, the game, I believe, is over $100 in U.S. money. And I believe each of the boss miniatures that they were selling as extras were around 24 euros or pounds. I can't remember which one it was right now, but I have a feeling that each one of those is possibly going to be over around $30 US, which seems a little on the high side. I need to see some of these miniatures first and just make sure. The miniatures that I did see in the video so far did look quite amazing. They look like really good replicas of the bosses that you'll actually see in the Dark Souls games. So this is a game that is definitely on my want-to-play list. I'm a huge fan of the whole genre, Bloodborne, Kingsfield, everything with this game. So really interested in this one. I think the mechanics in the gameplay look very interesting, and I can't wait to get my hands on this one and play it. So, But it seems like it's not going to be out till 2017, so we have a little bit, to, little bit to wait on that one. Then there was another game that I saw that's going to be put out, and that's going to be published by Space Cowboys. You may know them from Splendor or Time Stories, or a few other good games. Martin Wallace is actually the designer of the game, and that's Route 666. This one appears to be another zombie survival kind of like horror game where you're going from, I believe, Chicago and trying to basically take Route 66 all the way out to California, and you're trying to survive. It appears to be a card-based game with some auction, I believe, some auctioning in it. From what I read on Board Game Geek, the concept sounds kind of cool. The components look kind of interesting so far from some of the preliminary shots that I've seen. So when I saw that that one was going to be coming out, that one kind of sounds interesting. And then I also noticed that Twilight Struggle, the 
X number one game on Board Game Geek actually has released a digital version on Steam. And I've been actually thinking about picking this one up because my wife and I used to play Risk a lot back in the day. And I've mentioned that before, that she is a huge Risk fan. So we used to play a lot of Risk. And I think actually maybe learning the digital version of Twilight Struggle might be kind of neat. And then possibly picking up the actual physical version of the game. And that might be something that both of us might enjoy. So other than that, those are the games I played for the week. And those are the games that I want to play. And that is going to be it for episode 112 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Hey, thanks for joining me this week, everybody. It's a little bit short of a podcast, but next week I will make it a little bit longer because I should have played more games by then. But as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join our Board Game Geek Guild, which is What I'm Playing Now. It's number 2440. You can also follow us on Twitter at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G on Facebook. Just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another week of games that I played. I'll be back next week with more games played. But don't forget, go play some games yourself. And then, as always, let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.